Welcome, everybody, to Conversations That Matter. I am your host, Alex Newman. So glad you could join us today. We have a very special guest, uh, one of the leaders on the front line of the battle to protect children in the state of New Jersey. Her name is Victoria Yakelski. Uh, she's just been doing so much good work for so many years uh, up in New Jersey, trying to protect children. Uh, among other things, she's the director of New Jersey Parental Rights. Uh, she is involved in protecting family values, religious liberty. She's been doing that since 2010. Um, and uh, what else? She's the founder and director of New Jersey Parental Rights and Team Protect Your Children, or Team PYC, as they sometimes like to be called. Uh, I actually went up and spoke at one of their conferences up there that was fantastic. Uh, her mission is to uh, seek the face of God for direction, research, to verify facts, and then to take action to protect children by empowering parents and fearlessly speaking biblical truth. And that's exactly what she does. Uh, Victoria, it's an honor to have you. Thank you so much for joining us. So uh, there's a big change coming in New Jersey, or I should say potential change, to Chapter 7. Uh, involving the New Jersey State School Board, um, as you frame it, kind of defying state law. Uh, and of course, this would put children at risk. Talk to us about what's happening up there and why this is so important. Um, so it's a very long strategic history here. As every single time that the Department of Education or Garden State Equality or those that lean left and don't agree with family values um, start to make moves. When we find a way to counter those moves, they strategically plan a way that would stop us and give us, put us in check. And right now we're a little bit in check, but it's not checkmate. And so we are working hard to get out of check and get them into checkmate. Um, however, so what's happening is there's um, a lot of laws, policies regarding curriculum, the state learning standards, things of that nature that the Department of Education puts forth. The only way they can actually be approved and kind of be mandated is if the state school board approves them. So even though the Department of Education is the one that gets all of our money, they cannot actually proceed with any type of action unless the state school board approves it. This is what's happening now. Um, we've been fighting back and forth. As you know, we were the second state to, to mandate that the LGBT history um, had to be included in the curriculum. We fought very, very hard to stop it. Um, we were able to mitigate it to a point. It got put into um, health in a very drastic way. We fought, fought, fought. In short, we were able to, to basically let the majority of the public understand that they could write the curriculum or have, a, have the authority to stop the curriculum. So what's happening is the left is, is trying very hard to find a way to not allow these schools to take matters into their own hands or give parental rights or even find a, give us a way to um, mitigate the glorification of the LGBT lifestyle. So what they have done, fast forward to this year, actually last November, they were working on drafting uh, Chapter 7. And what Chapter 7 is, is actually the law that governs everything in, in, in the schools, policy, contracts, curriculum, learning standards, basically everything. And what they have done is the Department of Education put forth their proposals in December of last year. And they're literally out of a 42 page legal document is what it really is, stripping the word um, equality out of this chapter seven, which is 42 pages long, replacing it with equity. They are saying that um, the terms boy and girl cannot be there. They're changing it with gender identity. They are literally uh, replacing where it says um, educational matters into educational activities. That There is even one place where they talk about um, where previously it said public schools. Now it basically implies that it would be in the public school district, which would have a, such broad uh, inclinations that they could actually change 
uh, private school charter schools churches that meet in in the um in the schools it is so drastic it's unbelievable and everybody keeps asking us pleading with us summarize this well you can't necessarily summarize a 42 page document that has a stripping of parental rights a, a, a literally assault against religious liberty and um forcing like Christians, teachers, secretaries, school bus drivers to not have the freedom of speech found in the first First Amendment. So you can't summarize that. So we've been diligently working on this since December. We actually um, have 20 of our 21 counties working on it, some with great big teams, some with whole churches sending in emails um, specifically to the Department of Edu Education saying that they do not have the legal authority to amend law because that's what they're trying to do. What, what, what they have the authority to do is come in and kind of update or bring it up to speed. They're literally removing equity, removing these terms, removing scientific facts, replacing them with propaganda. And um, it's such, it, it, the, 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 the implications and what can happen if this is passed will be like none other. So as we're fighting a couple of lawsuits here in New Jersey, as we're fighting and changing policy, as we've been so diligent the last two years to get the majority on school boards, all of that will be null and void if Chapter 7 gets put into practice or it gets adopted the way that it's been presented right now, because it's law. It's not policy. It's not guidance. It's actually law. Well, let's break these issues down one by one, if we can, Victoria, in the time that we have. Let's start with this uh, equity. They want to replace equality with equity. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people misunderstand the word equity. You know, it's in the Bible. And so we think we know what equity means. And yet the revolutionaries, the, the radical leftists um, trying to hijack control of the minds of our children have a very different vision of equity. So uh, talk a little bit about the threat of replacing equality with equity. What does that mean in practical terms for our children at the school level? Yes. So this is, um, you, you're very accurate. Like our definition of equity is not the, their definition of equity. So what this actually means is they would be stripping the rights of the Christians of the people with family values, the people of faith, the people that believe that there's only two genders, one being a female and one being a male. This literally would strip and thwart our right to do anything because they're saying it has to be equitable. So anything that might hurt what they believe they're fighting for. And, and this chapter was previously named, um, equality and equity. They literally are stripping the word equality. And from every single part of this 42 page document, um, and actually the first half is a summary, but the second half is the actual, you know, uh, chapter and chapter and page. Um, this is another reason why we feel it's very important because we know that the majority of the people on the school board, even those who are in the middle and those on the left, they believe in equality. They're, they all consider themselves, I would say, um, allies or advocates, people that would defend the, the the protection of the LGBT community, but I believe we know four would never say that there's more than two genders, but the five in the middle, they absolutely believe in equality, I believe. So if we can get them to understand that this is literally erasing our definition of equality, that everybody should uh, be considered equal, all kids deserve respect, all the children should have the right to learn to be educated and reach their fullest potential, um, but when you are stripping the rights of Christians or you're stripping the rights of a teacher you know, to speak their truth or, or forcing anybody, a secretary, a, a coach to let boys be in the, in the, in the locker room um, or literally now force girls to take uh, very um, sensitive 
classes regarding health. Um, and now they're saying that you cannot separate them. If this passes, it will be law, that they cannot separate the, the students that attend these classes by boys and girls. It's only by gender identity. No school will have the authority to actually let um, a biological boy uh, uh, that considers themselves a, a girl, um, they will force these boys into the health classes. Um, and some schools currently do that, but now this would be law. No school could do anything but separate them by gender identity. I mean, it, 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 you could go on and on. There is literally about 111 things in this policy that would be more severe than anything currently on the books in any any school district right now. Wow. So uh, we're, we're just about to go to break. But before we do, uh, one of the other issues I think that this raises is uh, basically stripping the, the school districts and the elected school boards at the local level of their autonomy. Uh, they would all have to follow uh, the policies of the state school board, whether the people who were elected to represent the local community want to or not. Is that is that correct? Yeah, but again, it's not policy. Like like po most of the most of the policies that have come down have been guidance that you know, just like they all say guidance, and then half the state thinks guidance is is law or a mandate, but it's not. It's guidance. This is different. This is actual law. This is what the the state school board has the right to do. When the Department of Education makes proposed changes to current law, their role is to comply with what has happened in the law. Their interpretation of the law is like bogus. Like it is completely, you can't even find a line of, of their thinking, but they know that. But they think once this is adopted as law, this is exactly what it is, then we will have no way out, of course, except through to go through the courts or to change our governor and our, you know, state legislators. Otherwise, it will be law and it will stay there. And that is their goal. It's absolutely their goal. Uh, so, Victoria, you guys had a uh, team PYC had some people go and testify uh, in in May about these changes. Uh, I want to roll just a couple of those quick, uh, clips real quickly here and we can see what the folks had to say. The department proposes to replace the references to two or both sexes with based on sex or all sexes, respectively, to ensure that the regulation captures all genders, identities and not only male and female. Denying the reality of biological sex and combining sex at birth with personality traits by using terms like gender identity or gender expression creates a class environment that cannot be said to be developmentally appropriate nor medically accurate. And to our K-5 grade students, very confusing, bordering on abusive. The state's decision not to permit the schools to separate the children by sexes, male and female, during classes that deal exclusively with human sexuality can cause both sexes undue stress and uncomfortability. In addition, this erases the simple scientific and biological facts. Girls should never be forced to learn about private human sexuality in the same classroom as a biological boy, and no teacher should be forced to deny the truth that boys are, and girls are not the same. These proposed changes are broad and overbearing. If they are passed, they will confuse the children, erase gender, strip parental rights, and silence religious liberty. If passed, they will further place LGB, LGBT rights above all others, removing those same protections from all other groups. So the proposed definition also states that we should teach the children that genocide is a consequence of prejudice, bias, intolerance, and discrimination. Issues of moral dilemma and conscience have a profound effect upon society, 
and all citizens share a responsibility to oppose prejudice and discrimination in all facets of life. I read again, issues of moral dilemma and conscience have a profound effect upon society, and all citizens share a responsibility to oppose prejudice. Meaning that if your neighbor has a moral issue, he's pro-morality for whatever reason, if he's this weird guy that's pro-morality, you, you cannot oppose him or, you know, if, if your neighbor's pro-immorality, you definitely cannot oppose him. And all citizens share responsibility to oppose prejudice. And if your, your, your neighbor is immoral, you have to love him as is and not oppose him because if not, you are a Holocaust enabler. And you are, <laughs> that's what we're doing. We're using the name of the Holocaust to stop those that want to stop, let's say, LGBT or redefining uh, women. That's what we're doing. We're taking six million people who are killed and butchered to promote our LGBT agenda. And we all know this is disgusting. Wow, that, that was powerful stuff. Thank you, Victoria. Um, very good to see you guys so active there. As a lumberjack, my job is pretty straightforward. I see the wood, I chop the wood. We even hear crazy ideas on how kids should learn. Visit thenewamerican.com for real news you can trust. Uh, Victoria, before we went to break, you were talking about uh, some of these changes coming down through uh, Chapter 7. We talked a little bit about the difference between equity and equality. Uh, I want to zero in right now, if you don't mind, on the LGBT angle. Um, you know, we had actually uh, Reverend Franklin Graham came out. Uh, I think it was a couple of years ago now, and said that the LGBT indoctrination in the public schools in New Jersey was so bad that he would pull his kids from the public schools and, and find a Christian school to put them in. Uh, what is going on now, and what would change if these changes go through? Yes, this is very true. In fact, when I first met you, Alex, um, we were like, no, 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 we, we've got to save the public education system, but it is at the point where almost everybody who takes action on our team finds a way to pull their kids out. Um, so if this is passed, if, if chapter seven is approved the way that it is, it will literally be erasing scientific scientific facts, thwarting parental rights, diluting equality as we all know it, threatening local control, and stripping our rights found in the Constitution. Um, when it comes to LGBT matters, basically this whole chapter then says that the no matter what the LGBT child wants to do, the school has to comply with it and the parents will not be notified. Um, it actually talks about um, notification and it will it will then say the parents um, like it can the parents can be have knowledge of what's going on, but they have no say into what's going on. Um, the specific thing, uh, it's it's literally saying that the, they're removing two two genders. They're removing it every single uh, language that comes up, they're removing it. So they are uh, from gender being removed and replaced with genetic information from the educational programs and services being changed to educational activities and programs and from re removing the word public before school and changing it to programs offered within the school district. So basically those that's, a, that's just like a small sample. But what our argument has been is our students deserve developmentally, developmentally sound, medically accurate, an evidence-based education. Medically, biologically, and scientifically, there are humans with XX chromosomes and there are humans with XY chromosomes, only two sexes. No child is assigned a sex at birth. In fact, it is at conception that children are either a girl or a boy, but every single page of this refuses to allow that to be taught. They're, they're literally removing the words boys and girls. Every single time it refers to sex, it's saying the sexes or the, you know, the identity of the child. So this gives the 
all the authority to the LGBT community and against this law. And the most concerning thing is at the end of it, um, it says if this so-called proposal is, um, let me let me back up a little bit. This so-called proposal is full of unreal, false, and um, harmful propaganda. And to say on the last page of this 42-page document that if the schools do not comply with the state's requirement to write and follow a comprehensive equity plan um, that is to be required by the New Jersey Department of Education County Superintendent, that sanctions will be imposed, it's, it is a complete overreach. It goes against local control and moreover, it strips parental rights. So basically, even though, you know, it sounds like they're just going to be equal to all, what they're actually doing is glorifying the LGBT lifestyle, um, forcing the, the teachers to call boys girls, the teachers would not even be able to legally call, um, uh, you know, anybody wants to identify with another gender as that gender, and Thank God for the, the this week with the Supreme Court rulings because that ruled in favor of our religious liberty. But they're literally trying to make it that the parents can't have a say, the teachers can't have a say, and if anybody has a conviction to disagree with this term equity that places LGBT rights above just family values and religious liberty, um, they will be sanctioned, their funds will be removed, and it could be worse than that. So it, it's just very drastic. Wow, it's it just sounds abominable. Um, Victoria, I, I want to spend the, the last five minutes that we have talking about how parents can get involved, how citizens can involve taxpayers. Uh, you, you lead uh, multiple organizations. You are one of the key leaders in New Jersey. But uh, what, what can everyday folks out there who are watching this, who are concerned about this, do to get involved and to try to fight back? So the most important thing right now is to write fact-based emails to the um, state school board. Um the Department of Education is, will have given its, uh, they will have given their um, edit to this chapter seven. We don't know if it's going to mitigate it. If it mitigates it, it might even hurt our calls because that means the five in the middle might vote for it because it was mitigated. Generally, they don't mitigate it. But if they do mitigate it, um, it's going to be our, our, our argument to win this is going to be harder. The email for the state school board, perhaps you can put it up here, is stateboardoffice at doe.nj.gov. So stateboardoffice at doe.nj.gov. The major thing we have to do is though most of us have very Christian conservative values and um, we believe in freedom and liberty the way that you so so like literally blessed to advocate for us on these issues. We can't use that language. We have the four in the, on the right. We don't need to move the four in the right. We need to literally speak about what is fair, what is uh, true equality, that they cannot be given rights to certain groups by stripping rights and silent divorces of so many. It would be really great if they actually cited some of the um, the Supreme Court cases that were just, you know, defended religious liberty this past week, um, because the four in the middle, I think, are reasonable. They don't agree with us. They, 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 they do want to advocate for the LGBT lifestyle, but what this does is it strips the rights of people with family values, Christians, people of faith, anybody who just has morals or feels that education should be about writing and, you know, math and English and actually learning and not being indoctrinated. Those four in the middle, I believe that we can actually move on their hearts to see that this is harmful and not beneficial for anyone and to get them to vote no. If they vote no, and the vote will either be on Jan uh, July 12th or August 2nd, we won't know the revisions until the Monday before that Wednesday. So it will either be the very end of June where we get, um, I'm sorry, it'll either be, either be the very end of July that we see them 
or it'll be two days before the 12th, which would be the 11th. Then we'll see the revision. So we can't wait until then. There's no way we can do a statewide campaign to wait to two days before the hearing. So we have to get our message out right now saying, please vote no. We do not want any any version of this. Um, it's not, they call, they're calling it an um, amendment, but it's not an amendment. It's a complete replacement. The state, the, the Department of Education does not have the authority to amend law. That's what this is. We have had many legislators get on on our on board with us and send letters to the, um, the president of the state school board saying that the Department of Education does not have the authority to amend law. This is not an amendment to policy. It is literally an amendment to law. They don't have the right to do it. So that, those are the kind of arguments we need to write to the state school board. Um, because if we use our language, it's just going to get, get the four in the middle upset. We need to just speak with reason, with fact. And if we cite certain things like Supreme Court cases saying that you can't thwart the voice, the voice of the religious liberty um, in, in efforts to defend a child that may think they're a boy. You know, you can't say that um, somebody who a, a girl that thinks they're a boy or a boy who thinks they're a girl should trump the rights of of Christians or people with faith. And it should be about education, not about indoctrination. So we want letters to be written, emails to be written, uh, and showing up on both of those dates would be great, which would be July 12th. The meeting runs um, from 10 to 12.30 usually. It's, it's um, And then it's August 2nd. If they could show up at that meeting, it would be fantastic. But the major thing is we need to be thoughtful and respectful and not use the far right language or the most conservative language, because we have those four. We need to speak with reason and get the five in the middle. And, and so then we, we've had, again, we had 20 counties really engaged in this, but now if we could have an extra push to put it on to the state school board at the end, pleading with them to not erase um, equality, because I think all of them have fought for equality, you know, and, and now this equality basically is under threat. Yeah. Uh, Victoria, before we let you go, um, you lead an organization called Team PYC. Uh, for the folks who want to get involved in the broader battle rather than just this specific issue, uh, how do they connect with you? I know you're on Facebook. Uh, the, the Team PYC is on Facebook. What's the best way to get connected with you guys? If they really want to take action and join our team, we do have actually committees, prayer committees, legislation committees. We testify down in Trenton all the time. It would be to email New Jersey Parental Rights, NJ Parental Rights at Outlook.com. Again, that's N. J parental rights at outlook.com. And if you put something like leadership in the reline, then I'll open it up and I'll find out what county you live in, see if there's already leaders in that county, and then what your passion is, whether it's prayer, whether it's legislation, whether it's school board, and we'll hook you up and get you with a group. And then we really, we, we take serious action. Fantastic. Victoria, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much for all that you do for the children of New Jersey and the rest of the country. We really appreciate it. All righty, folks, that was Victoria Jakelski. She's the director of New Jersey Parental Rights. Uh, if you live in New Jersey, get involved here. This is so critical. I mean, we're talking about uh, the next generation, the minds and the hearts and even the souls of the future of our nation, the future of New Jersey. So thanks again for watching. Share this out with your contacts, with your friends, with your neighbors, with your legislators. Uh, keep tuning in here to The New American. I'm Alex Newman. Thanks again for watching Conversations That Matter. Until next time, God bless you all. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The Declaration of Independence proclaims God-given rights, and we intend to protect them. Working with people like you for over 50 years, preserving freedom and building a better tomorrow, safeguarding the Constitution 
by limiting government power. We are restoring liberties, educating voters, and leading the freedom movement. Join with us. United, we will defend our rights. We are all Americans. We are the John Birch Society.